0: From WNIJ Studios on the campus of Northern Illinois University, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Spencer Tritt, your host. This week, we welcome Sweetie, a punk rock duo from DeKalb, whose new album, Bad Thing, Sweet Thing, is out now on all your major streaming services. This hour, we'll hear songs from that album, performed live in WNIJ's Studio A, also, join us for a conversation with guitarist Ali Carroll and drummer Joe Pennington of Sweetie. We'll talk with them about that new album, social activism, and the DeKalb music scene.
1: I come out to DeKalb and I go to the 7th Street space. I'm like, oh my god, everyone is dressed how they want, everyone is doing what they want. No one's trying to be punk, but it's the most punk thing I've ever seen.
0: Stay tuned for Sweetie this hour on Sessions from Studio A, coming up right after the news. Welcome to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Spencer Tritt, and Sweetie is our guest this hour. A punk duo originally from DeKalb and now based in the greater Chicagoland area, the pair has strong garage rock and rockabilly influences as well. We'll talk with members Allie and Joe about their music, social activism, and more this hour. But first, let's get right into the music with... Some songs off of their new album, Bad Thing, Sweet Thing, performed live here in WNIJ's Studio A. It's Sweetie on Sessions from Studio A. (laughs) ¶¶
2: two, three, four.
0: Debut album, Bad Thing, Sweet Thing, is out now. You can find that on Bandcamp for purchase and streaming on Spotify and all your usual streaming platforms. Those songs were recorded live here in WNIJ's Studio A,
3: where we also sat down for a talk with Sweetie. My name is Joe Joseph. uh, Eugene Pennington, I play the drums in the band Sweetie.
1: (laughs) I'm Allie. And I play guitar and sing in the band Sweetie also.
3: And how did
4: you guys first meet and form Sweetie?
3: Well, we met, I don't actually remember the first time we met. It was probably somewhere in DeKalb at some party. Probably at a
1: party with a band. Yes. <laughs> in a basement.
3: Yes, probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were in the same like music scene, and so we just sort of like ended up being friends. I don't remember the first time, though.
4: Were you both in bands before, Sweetie? So,
1: um, I was bouncing around for like two years. I'd just gotten up enough courage and connections to actually like play music live, um, and so I think Sweetie was my fourth or fifth band within a couple of years. But um, that's the one that kind of stuck. When I first started Sweetie too, it was, I was in three bands at once. So that was <laughs> a bit.
3: Yeah, me too. I was in band called Hamstrings and No Windows. I think I played around with some other people, too. When you play the drums, really everybody kind of uh, wants to play with you because nobody plays the drums, especially in DeKalb. There's like three allotted drummers that are all involved in like seven other projects (laughs) as nobody does the drums.
4: You have to share. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Going back even kind of farther into your backgrounds a little bit, how did you first start getting into music and, and playing?
1: Um, I remember distinctly uh, my family lived in Seattle for like a year and um, my dad used to be like a rock and roller back in the day and he was on the radio and had super great taste in music so he took that opportunity of us living in Seattle to tell me about all the great bands that started out there and to take me to this cool rock and roll museum that they had and um, as I got older he would start kind of like dropping nuggets of bands like oh, have you heard of the Ramones? You should check them out. Or what about the Cramps? Check out this song or, you know, dropping those along the way. And so I think definitely probably my dad.
3: I was into music, I think, as much as any, like, teenager would be when I was a teenager. And I got, like, my first guitar when I was in, like, seventh grade and just, like, adopted it very well and just played all the time. And then once I got into... Uh, Decalb actually, and got more involved in like local music. I, it, I like really developed an appreciation for like other people that did music and like the community of people who like do music and like writing and like going to shows and see how like other people write music. And it just became like a huge fascination, and it's just kind of stuck with me for a uh, for a long time.
1: The writing part, that one thing that made me feel a little bit more brave to like actually write and sing lyrics, because I I was like everyone's gonna judge me than every single show I went to. I'm like, I have no idea what they're saying. Yep. And I can't hear their vocals or lyrics at all. So I'm like, oh, no one, no one can tell anyways. So <laughs> might as well just say whatever I want. Just, just
3: scream loud. Pretty nice. much.
0: You're listening to Sessions from Studio A, where we are featuring Sweetie this hour. Let's get back into their live performance, recorded here in WNIJ's Studio A. This next song is called Devil Girl. are listening to Sessions from Studio A, where we are featuring music from the new debut album from Sweetie. That album is called Bad Thing, Sweet Thing, and is available now on Bandcamp and all your usual streaming services. Be sure to check out WNIJ.org for some behind-the-scenes video from tonight's performance in Studio A. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back with more music from Sweetie on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A, where we are featuring Sweetie and their new album Bad Thing, Sweet Thing, with a performance recorded live here in WNIJ's Studio A. We'll hear more music from that album in just a moment, but first, guitarist and vocalist Allie Carroll will tell us a little bit more about the meaning behind this next song. This one's inspired by her background as a French teacher. It's called La Môme." La Môme. <laughs> La Môme. Mm-hmm. Can you Uh, tell me about that one?
1: That song's about Edith Piaf, and uh, more specifically like when she died, uh, just because I thought, uh, and Edith Piaf, for non-French crazy people like like us, um, she was considered the voice of Paris, and she was raised in a brothel and started out street singing when she was a teenager, and then she was discovered by a club owner and um, just became more and more famous until the point where... Um, people said that she was the voice of Paris and, um, when she died, the, t- the city of Paris completely shut down. And I think there was some conspiracy or some controversy about the Catholic church not wanting to have a ceremony for her or something, but people like didn't care. So they, it's, it's just about Paris, like completely shutting down when this person that they were so, that was so near and dear to them passed away. And you're a
0: French teacher outside of
1: music? I am. I'm a French teacher, and I, uh, I studied French here at uh, NIU, um, and so that's where I got my start. Shout
4: out to Greg Ross.
1: Shout out to Greg Ross, who is, <laughs> who is like an idol <laughs> with me and my friends. He's like a celebrity to us, so shout out to him for sure.
0: Let's hear that one now. This is La Mom, performed live in WNIJ's Studio A by Sweetie. You're listening to Sweetie on Sessions from Studio A. That one was off their new album, Bad Thing, Sweet Thing. That song's called Howl. You can find that new album out now, streaming everywhere and available for purchase on Bandcamp. We sat down and talked with Joe and Allie of Sweetie. I asked them to tell us a little bit more about their style of punk and garage rock and a little bit about the DeKalb music scene.
3: Like I said earlier, like DeKalb, like kind of, uh, kind of flourished in the local community, and there's like a really great punk-like garage DIY scene here. So I really like fell for that sound, and it definitely became like ingrained in like how I play and like the music that I like, um, just like the rawness of it, and um, I think that just kind of carried over into Sweden. Probably most things, I, like most projects or things that I do.
1: For me, I, I remember distinctly my cousin and I got into the band AFI when we were 13. And we started with their newer stuff at that time, which was kind of like emo and very emotional. And then we worked backwards and it was like the hardcore punk stuff and branched out from there. Uh, so in my late teens, I kind of really got into punk music and I liked to you know, be a punk and I wanted everyone to know that I was a punk and you know, I was going to shows and hanging out with other people like me. And for a while I started to get kind of tired of that because it was exhausting just to look a certain way and to go to shows and act a certain way. And then I come out to DeKalb and I go to the 7th Street space. I'm like, oh my God, everyone is dressed how they want. Everyone is doing what they want. This is, and I'm like, no one's trying to be punk, but it's the most punk thing I've ever seen. So absolutely the DeKalb scene had like so much influence on um, just my taste in music and uh, what I play.
4: Can you tell me more about uh, the Decale DIY scene? Or oh my uh, people god, people who people who don't know the Seventh Street Space can kind of set the set the scene for us a little bit. Maybe. So
1: what? The first time I heard about the Seventh Street Space was uh, like a rumor. It was a whisper among people, and like, oh, I you know, no one knows where it is. You need someone to bring you there, and like, oh, have you have you heard of this place? Yeah, I've heard of it. It's super cool. I I'd, I'd been hearing of it for maybe three years before someone actually brought me there. And the first time I show up, it was just like such a free, weird, awesome environment that had such cool energy. And the more you get into it, the more you realize that all the bands kind of know each other and play with each other. And I think the most, what absolutely got me playing music was the Scrambler that they do at the 7th Street Space, because I had never... I've been playing music on my own a little bit, but I've never been brave enough to get up and actually play. And when they say uh, the Scrambler where you do uh, cover sets and all the bands mix and uh, some bands will practice for months. Um, I know someone on the other end of that who (laughs) went, he stood outside and he listened to the song on his phone and then he went inside (laughs) and played it. (laughs) So it's a really like a huge spectrum. Some people like really put a lot of effort into it. Other people put two seconds of effort into it.
4: And don't they put all the bands into a hat and you just, they draw your, your band and you play? They
1: draw, yeah, they draw names. And so either you're first and there's five people there or you play at 3 a.m. and there's five people there. So, <laughs> or you're in the middle, luckily, and it's just, it's super crowded. But that was definitely what got me, actually, the my first scrambler, I played with Joe. So, and we had.
3: We had a bagpipe player yeah, play with us. Nelson. Pretty cool. He played bagpipes. What band did you cover?
1: Flatfoot 56.
3: There was another, it was like, no, oh, no, 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 it was the Irish music yeah. set, right? Yeah, and we
1: did a French set later, yes. but uh, yes. the first one that was Irish music and just seeing people like, their eyes got huge when Nelson took out his, and they're not smaller pipes, they're Highland pipes, so they're full size. And this, if you've seen the 7th Street space, it's like the size of a, it's like a garage cut in half, so <laughs> him tuning those up in that small room, everyone, their eyes popped, and that was a cool, that was cool to see. My first
3: experience was kind of similar it was like I kept like hearing about it and like a friend took us over there. And I mean, from the outside of it, there, it's it's you, I don't know. You don't An expect. Unmarked yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. An unmarked <laughs> building. Um, and then we went in and there was like people there and there were bands and there was a big like Christmas like kiss poster on the wall. <laughs> And then after a time, I just really fell in love with the space because, like, I'd been doing music, um, like, in high school and stuff, and but, like, my impressions of, like, doing music was always, like, on stage and big productions, you know, like, Elitist. you do music that way. Yeah, and then, like, once I got into, like, I mean, there was just most of the time people playing for, you know, uh, pass around the hat and throw money in the, in the hat, and I mean, like, Amazing, amazing, amazing people like doing music or touring or just coming through this random little spot that you can easily pass by um, just for fun, you know, not to make a, you know, a bunch of money on it, just to be a part of like the music community and to uh, just meet new people, other musicians. There needs That's to be great. more of
1: like a link between the students at NIU and the Seventh street space, because like we constantly, we want, you don't think so? <laughs> no. Cause it's, you know, you see the same people and then people move away. So we need, we need, I think it needs new people coming in.
0: You're listening to sessions from studio a that was Allie Carroll and Joe Pennington of sweetie a little bit on the DeKalb DIY music scene. Let's get back into their live performance here in WNIJ's Studio A. This next song is called Amer. It's Sweetie. On Sessions from Studio A this hour, we're hearing music from their new album, Bad Thing, Sweet Thing, out now on Bandcamp and all your streaming services. Also, be sure to check out WNIJ.org for some behind-the-scenes video from this performance. We're going to take another short break, but we'll be right back with more music from Sweetie. Don't go anywhere. Sessions from Studio A continues right after this. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A with our special guests, Sweetie, this hour. They're a punk rock duo originally from DeKalb. Let's get right back into their live performance here in WNIJ's Studio A with music from their new album, Bad Thing, Sweet Thing. This next song is called KDC. to Sweetie on sessions from Studio A. Since its start, punk rock music has been deeply tied with politics and social activism. Allie Carroll will tell us some more about the activism she's been involved with since the start of this summer.
1: Absolutely. It's been a really busy summer. We've been working with activists in McHenry County to urge that McHenry County ends their contract with ICE. Um, so first I just have to say it's such a privilege to have this platform and I don't want to squander this opportunity on talking, about, talking out about this issue and only talking about my music, so I appreciate it. So just a little backstory: McHenry County has one of three ICE detention facilities in Illinois. They've had the facility since 2004, they have a contract with ICE, and we've been urging the McHenry County Board to end their contract. One of the activists I worked with, she's shared a letter with me. Uh, This person is going by the pseudonym of Rose. Rose was detained in McHenry County. Uh, Her and her lawyer agreed to share this letter with us, so I'd like to share it with you guys. I'm writing this letter to share my experience being held in ICE custody at McHenry County Jail. I'm requesting that my attorney share it with you as a part of the community effort to explain to you, as leaders of McHenry County, what is like here at McHenry County Jail for people like me who are immigrants. I am fluent in English and these are my words. I have been detained in ICE custody at McHenry County Jail for many months and have found that there are many things that are difficult about being detained here at McHenry County Jail. First, the lockdowns are awful. I hate being separated by highs and lows, high security and low security. So for example, right now the high security people are out and I am locked in my cell from 6 p.m. to 10.30 a.m. tomorrow. This means that I'm not able to speak to my family, including my son, just because my pod is locked down during the times when my family isn't working. The lockdown causes all of us in my pod anxiety and depression and makes us feel so alone and that nobody cares about us only because we are undocumented. Second, it is so hard to keep healthy and clean here at McHenry County Jail. In the mornings, they give us a bucket to clean our cell, but if other people are out and have already used the buckets and the water is dirty, they won't replace the bucket with clean water. They have never given us hand sanitizer at any time during the pandemic. The only cha- they only change out our paper masks once a week. And when you ask for toilet paper, some of the officers just throw the toilet paper at us or on the floor. Third, the food and water are also terrible. So many people detained here have bad skin because of the water. I and other people detained here have had a rash for months. I went to medical and they gave me two tiny packets of hydrocortisone, but it ran out quickly. I put in another sick call last week, but no one from medical has called me. I just want to go home to my son who needs me more than anything in this pandemic. Please do not allow ICE to keep us here anymore. Thank you for reading my letter, Rose. So I just want to reach out to people and give you some calls to action. Um, One, if you live in McHenry County, call your county board member and tell them to cancel the contract. Contact your local police department to find out whether they honor immigration detainers from ICE. An immigration detainer is a request from ICE to local police agencies to hold a person until ICE can come retrieve them. Local police departments are not bound to enforce those detainers because they are not signed by a judge. And finally, contact your congressional representative to demand cuts to ICE and Border Patrol funding.
0: Allie Carroll from the punk rock duo Sweetie on some of the social activism she's been involved with since the start of the summer. Taking us back to Sweetie's live performance in WNIJ's Studio A, this next song is called I'm Giving Up On You.
5: We got in the black lagoon Getting weird with a wolf man
0: listening to sessions from Studio A and our hour with Sweetie. That's going to bring an end to our time with the punk rock duo, but don't forget to check out their new album, Bad Thing Sweet Thing, out now, and also keep up with the band by following them on Facebook and Instagram at sweetieband. Sessions from Studio A is produced at WNIJ Studios by Yours Truly. Special thanks to David Talixson and Jared Ortega for production assistance. I'm Spencer Tritt, and I will see you next time on Sessions from Studio A.